You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Turn your Bibles please to Psalm 59. Psalm 59, thank you for being in church tonight. It's a good crowd, vacation time, and, and yet you're here. And this honors Christ, and that's good. <clears throat> Psalm 59 I'll start reading in from verse 1. Deliver me from mine enemies, O my God. Defend me from them that rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of iniquity, and save me from bloody men. For lo, they lie in wait for my soul. The mighty are gathered against me. Not for my transgression, nor for my sin, O Lord. They run and prepare themselves without my fault. Awake to help me, and behold... Thou therefore, O Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, awake to visit all the heathen, be not merciful to any wicked transgressor, Selah. They return at evening, they make a noise like a dog and go round about the city. Behold, they belch out with their mouth, swords are in their lips, for who say they doth hear? But thou, O Lord, shalt laugh at them, thou shalt have all the heathen in derision. Because of his strength will I wait upon thee, for God is my defense. The God of my mercy shall prevent me. God shall let me see my desire upon mine enemies. Slay them not, lest my people forget. Scatter them by thy power and bring them down, O Lord, our shield. For the sin of their mouth and the words of their lips, let them even be taken in their pride and for cursing and lying which they speak. Consume them in wrath, consume them that they may not be, and let them know that God, God ruleth in Jacob unto the ends of the earth, Selah. And at evening let them return, and let them make a noise like a dog, and go round about the city. Let them wander up and down for meat and grudge if they be not satisfied. But I will sing of thy power. Yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning. For thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. Unto thee, O my strength, will I sing. For God is my defense and the God of my mercy. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your people and their faithfulness to be here tonight. And we do ask, uh, dear Lord, that you would meet with us. And Father, they've come here expecting something from thee. And I just ask that Holy Spirit of God, you would use me as a vessel to bring glory and honor to your name. I do pray that you would draw us to thee through your word. And I pray that you bless the preaching of the word of God. I pray that it will bring glory and honor to you. I pray as a result of it, we would truly love you. It's our prayer and trust you. It's our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. The occasion for the writing of Psalm 59 took place in 1 Samuel chapter 19. Uh, in 1 Samuel 19, by that time, God had already rejected uh, Saul's kingdom from continuing. He would reign, uh, he would continue to reign for 40 years, but his reign would not be passed down to his son, Jonathan. Basically, it was Saul, and that's it. It went to David after that. If you turn to 1 Samuel chapter 15 and follow along, it would be great. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 17 
We're just going to get a background of Psalm 59. And there is one thought in Psalm 59 that I'd like for us to leave with. First Samuel, so God was angry because Saul was disobedient. First Samuel 15, verse 17, And Samuel said, When thou was little in thine own sight, was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners of the Amalekites and fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but didst fly upon the spoil and didst evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone the way which the Lord sent me. And have brought Agag, Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, and the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord, and thy words, because I feared the people, and obeyed their voice. I feared the people, and obeyed their voice. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 29, 25, that the fear of man bringeth a snare. It is a trap when we fear man more than we trust God. The verse says, The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. So because King Saul was afraid of the people, he justified his disobedience. It's like talking to Samuel. He says, I know we did not do everything that God wanted, but you know, Samuel, we were sincere. I know that the sheep and oxen should have been destroyed. By the way, uh, Saul said that. They should have been destroyed. You know, I know that, that they should have been destroyed, but you know what? The motives of the people were right. They wanted to sacrifice to the Lord. You know, God cares more about obedience than he does about sacrifice. You see, God can provide the sacrifice. Everything we give him comes from him anyway. So God provides what we give to him. What he wants is what only we are able to give him. And you know what that is? Obedience. That's our choice. God cannot make us obey. He can make it so that our circumstances would want us to obey, but you know what? Ultimately, the choice to obey is ours. That God cannot take, God cannot give that to us and, we, and the only way he's going to get it from us is if we give it to God. We must choose to obey. <clears throat> Saul disobeyed, and it was too late. Even after he confessed, God had had enough of Saul and rejected him and his kingdom. Basically, God says, you know, it's not going to last. You're it. First Samuel 15, 25. Now, therefore, I pray thee, he's asking Samuel, pardon my sin and turn again with me that I may worship the Lord. And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee, for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord hath rejected thee 
from being king over Israel. As a result of Saul's disobedience, an evil spirit came upon him. If you flip to the next page, 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 14. And the Bible says, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold, now an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Let our Lord now command thy servants which are before thee to seek out a man who is a cunning player on an harp, and it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall pray with, uh, play with his hand, and thou shalt be well. And Saul said unto his servants, Provide me now a man that can play well, and bring him to me. <clears throat> then answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, Bethlehemite, that is cunning in playing, and mighty, valiant man, and a man of war, and prudent in matters, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. Uh, let me just uh, stop right here and uh, talk about David. Even at a young age, David had an amazing testimony. Notice what uh, the, these are men uh, talking about David. And he says, he's cunning in playing. That means he paid the price to get good at something. And in this instance, it was to play an instrument. He was cunning in playing. He, he took the, uh, paid the price to be good at something. Some, some things in life we'll never be good at unless we put the effort to get better. There are no shortcuts. Amen. You either work at it or you're not going to get it. You get what you pay for, basically, and you get what you invest uh, your life in. We need to uh, bear down and just do the work. The, uh, the Bible says that these men also said uh, that David was a mighty, valiant man. David was a strong and brave young man. And how did these people know about that, about David? I wonder if somebody was watching when David killed the lion. And killed the bear. It doesn't say that nobody was there when he did that. It could have been they saw that and said, whoa, look at that. He just killed the lion and killed the bear. All right, so David was a mighty, valiant man. The Bible says he was a man of war. David was a man's man. He knew how to fight. By the way, that's a good thing for a man to know. Men ought to know how to fight. Come on, ladies. Men, know, men ought to know how to fight. Amen? I know why I can't hear you guys, but that's all right. We won't go there. Uh, <clears throat> David was a man's man. He knew how to fight. I would imagine that if he could take on a bear and a lion, he's probably not too afraid of too many men. All right? I mean, he took care of a lion and bear. I mean, we're probably nothing to him. When David was with Saul's army, he led from the front. That's why he was so respected by his men. Even as king, and when he was older, he still went with the soldiers to fight the battles of Israel. In fact, if you study the abilities of David's mighty men, there was one man there that killed 800 people at one time. 800 people at one time. You know what? That's impressive. I don't think the Navy SEALs have anything on these men. I mean, these men were bad. And, uh, and by the way, but these men followed King David. They respected King David. King David himself was a mighty man of war. And the Bible says that he was also good looking, but, you know, that's, that's here and there. He's also prudent in matters, the Bible says. He had great understanding, and it showed in his manners and actions. 
as part of Saul's army, the Bible tells us that David behaved himself, what? Wisely. He was prudent in matters. But the best testimony that David has was, had was this. The Bible says the Lord is with him. He was a very spiritual man. What a wonderful testimony for such a young man. You know, young people right here, don't say, when I get older, I'll walk with God. David was a teenager, and he was a mighty man of God. Don't wait till you're older. Take advantage of the time now. Be a man of God now. Be a woman of God now. Be a, be a person that's spiritual now. Don't wait till later. Let's continue in 1 Samuel 15 and verse 19. The Bible says, Wherefore Saul sent messengers unto Jesse. They told him about David. And so Saul sent messengers unto Jesse and said, Send me David thy son. Uh, 16, verse 19, sorry. And uh, verse 20, And Jesse took an ass laden with bread and a bottle of wine and a kid and sent them by David unto his son. Uh, and sent his son David, uh, and by David his son unto Saul. And David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me. For he had found favor in my sight. And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul that David took an harp and played with his hand. And so Saul was refreshed and was, and was well. And the evil spirit departed from him. And again, this all background, this is now how David became part of the inner circle of the kingdom of Saul. <clears throat> After this, David won victory against Goliath and the Philistines. And as a result of that, he was promoted. Verse, chapter 18 of 1 Samuel, verse 5. And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war. And he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. During the return from one of these victories, the women celebrated with song, but it was not well received by King Saul. In verse, chapter 18, verse 6, And it came to pass as they came, when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, that the women came out of all cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tabrets, with joy, and with instruments of music. And the women answered one another as they played and said, Saul had slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And Saul was very wroth, and the saying displeased him. And he said, They have ascribed unto David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed but thousands. And what can he have more but the kingdom? So we see then that jealousy sets in. And now Saul was not content until he had David killed. But God's hand was on David, and God protected David. And so we come to 1 Samuel 19. The background of Psalm 59. King Saul would once again try to kill David, but David escapes and this time never comes back to Saul's presence. Verse 8 of chapter 19. And there was war again, and David went out and fought with the Philistines and slew them with a great slaughter. And they fled from him, and the evil spirit from the Lord was upon Saul as he sat in his house with his javelin in his hand. And David played with his hand. Now, notice there, Saul had a javelin. David had an instrument that praised God. 
the big difference between the two kings. And Saul sought to smite David even to the wall with the javelin, but he slipped away out of Saul's presence. He smote the javelin to the wall, and David fled and escaped that night. Saul also sent messengers unto David's house to watch him and to slay him in the morning. And Michael, David's wife, told him, saying, If thou save not thy life tonight, tomorrow thou shalt be slain. So Michael let David down through a window, and he went and fled and escaped. And Michael took an image and laid it in the bed and put a pillow's hair, a goat's hair for his bolster and covered it with a cloth. And when Saul's servants, messengers, uh, and when Saul sent messengers to take David, she said, He is sick. And Saul sent the messengers again to see David, saying, Bring him up to me in the bed that I may slay him. And when the messenger would come in, behold, there was an image in the bed with a pillow of goat's hair for his bolster. And Saul said unto Michael, Why hast thou deceived me so and sent away mine enemy that he is escaped? And Michael answered Saul, He said unto me, Let me go, why should I kill thee? So David fled and escaped and came to Samuel to Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. And he and Samuel went and dwelt in Naoth. Psalm 59 was written between the night and morning of verse 10 and 11 of 1 Samuel 19. I was reading this psalm one morning for personal devotions, and I was thinking about what David was going through in this psalm. Turn back again to Psalm 59, if you would. In Psalm 59, verse 1 and 2, we see in verse 1 and 2 that David prays. He says, deliver me from mine enemies, O my God. Defend me from them that rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of iniquity and save me from bloody men. In verse 3 and 4, he describes his situation to God. For lo, they lie in wait for my soul. The mighty are gathered against me, not for my transgression or for my sin. O Lord, he says, I'm, I'm, I'm innocent. I, I did nothing wrong and they're outside my house waiting to get me. They run and prepare themselves without my fault. Awake to help me and behold. And then verse 5, he continues praying again. Thou therefore, Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, awake to visit all the heathen. Be, be, be not merciful to any wicked transgressors, Selah. In verse 6 and 7, he continues describing his, uh, his situation to God. They return at evening. They make a noise like a dog and go around about the city. Behold, they belch out with their mouth. Swords are in their lips. For who they say they that hear? <clears throat> Verse 8 to 10, again, uh, David declares his confidence in God. But thou, O Lord, shall laugh at them. Thou shalt have all the heathen in derision. Because of his strength will I wait upon thee, for God is my defense. The God of my mercy shall prevent me. God shall let me see my desire upon mine enemies. In verse 11 to 13, David prays again. Slay them not, lest my people forget. Scatter them by thy power and bring them down, O Lord, my shield. For the sin of their mouth and the words of their lips, let them even be taken in their pride. And for cursing and lying which they speak, consume them in wrath. Consume them that they may not be. And let them know that God ruleth in, Israel, in Jacob unto the ends of the earth. Selah. In verse 14 and 15. It seemed like David looks out the window after describing his situation to God and praying to God several times. He looks out, and they're still there. They're still there. And David yields to the providence of God, and he yields himself 
himself to the circumstances. Verse 14, And at evening, let them return. And let them make a noise like a dog and go round about the city. Verse 15, Let them wander up and down from meat and grudge if they be not satisfied. As I was reading this psalm, it seemed to me as if David was saying, it's obvious these people are not going away anytime soon. God, all right, let them. Let them return. Let them keep making their noises and behave like hungry dogs looking for food. And here's our text tonight, verse 16 and 17. Notice what David says after he says, okay, God, I yield to the circumstances. They're not going away. And he says, but I will sing of thy power. Yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning, for thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. Unto thee, O my strength, will I sing. Let them make noise and cause trouble. God, let my enemies do what they want. And God, I told you what was going on. I asked you to help, but it seems like they're still here. But God, let them. Let my enemies do what they want. But I will sing. I don't like what they're saying, God. I don't, li- I don't enjoy what they're doing, God. I wish they would just go away, but it's not looking like they would. And David was saying, I can't do anything about them, but I can sure do something about me. He says, let them do whatever they want, but I will sing. I will sing, God. I've done all I could do. I have prayed. I have begged. I have wished that this situation would pass. I've asked you to intervene, but they're still there. They're not going away. I look out my window, and there they are, right across the street. Well, let them do what they want, you know, but God, I will sing. Regardless of how things are going, I can still sing. Amen. That's what David was saying. You see, why? Because of the object of my song, he says. Psalm 59, verse 16, but I will sing of thy power. Yeah, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning, for thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. Unto thee, O my strength, will I sing, for God is my defense and the God of my mercy. We're not saying tonight that our problem is not great. Put yourself in David's place. He was about to be killed, by the way. He was about to be murdered. He's just waiting for them to come up and get him. So I'm not saying that our problems tonight are are nothing and discounting it. But I'm I'm just saying this. uh, It's just that God is greater than our problems. Amen. We're not discounting the sorrow or the pain. We're just saying that God is greater than them. There comes a point when we can't do any more and we just need to let the circumstances come as they will. But when that, that point comes, I hope we can say with David, but I will sing. But you don't understand, Brother Putin, what I'm going through. I'm not saying, again, I'm not discounting what you're going through. I'm just saying, here's David at the point of death. And he says, you know, I prayed and I did all I can. 
But here it is. The problem is still facing me in my face. I can't do anything about them, but I can do something about me. Let them do what they want. Let the problems come. Uh, let, let, let be what needs to be. But I will sing. David prayed, described the situation to God, brags on God, then prayed again, described the situation to God, but no deliverance yet. They were still outside his house, still waiting for the opportunity to kill him, waiting until morning comes when they're going to rush his home and take him to Saul, dead or alive. But he said, I will sing. Let come what may, Lord, I will sing. What will you sing about, David? Well, I'm going to sing about God himself. He's the object of my song. What about God, David? Well, I will sing about his power. Psalm 59, verse 16, but I will sing of thy power. You see, my enemies are strong, but God has all power. You see, my God is the same God that parted the Red Sea when Pharaoh and Egypt had the Israelites surrounded. And it looked like there was no way out. Egypt was behind them. The Red Sea was before them. Oh, but don't forget, God was with them. Amen. It doesn't matter who's behind and who's up front. As long as God is with you, you're on good side. Amen. We're in good ground that way. And Moses said unto the people, fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore Christ out, Christ thou unto me, speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. But if thou, uh, but lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thy hand over the sea, and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And David was saying the same God that had power to part the Red Sea is the same God that I'm trusting on today. Let them do what they want to do. I can't change my circumstances, but I will sing. I can sing. In our troubles, in our circumstances, and in the valley, we can sing of his power. God still has all power regardless of our circumstances. God still has all power regardless of, regardless of our situation. God has still, still has all power at any time, ever and forever. What else, David? Well, I'll sing about his power. I can also sing about his mercy. But I will sing of thy power, yea, I will sing aloud. Aloud. Mm. I will sing aloud of thy mercy. You know, my enemies are brutal, they're cruel, and they're mean. But my God is merciful. In our darkest hours, let us never forget that our God is merciful to us. Aren't you glad Jesus saved you? I think everybody here in this room tonight are saved. And God was very merciful to us, to each and every one of us. Oh, the mercy of God. Two men went up into a temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, 
but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. When tempted to complain about our circumstances, when looking out the window like David and seeing the enemy outside and waiting to destroy us, don't ever forget the mercy of God. The fact that we're going to heaven is the mercy of God. And if you're saved tonight, that same mercy has been applied to you. And it is God's grace and mercy that we are what we are. What else, David? Yeah, I'll sing of his power. I can sing about his mercy, but I can sing about his defense. You see, but I will sing of thy power, I'll sing of thy mercy in the morning, for thou hast been my defense. God has done it before and God will do it again. God will stand up for me. My enemies think that they can just break through and get me, or they, but they don't know that God is my defense and only what God wants to get through will get through and only because God thinks it is for the best. What else, David? He's also my refuge. My refuge. People talk about, you know, safe spaces today. <laughs> but God, amen. God is my safe space, amen. Ain't no getting to me once I'm there. God is my defense, my refuge. What else would you sing about God, David? He's my strength. In verse 17, Psalm 59, Unto thee, O my strength, will I sing, for God is my defense and the God of my mercy. My enemies are strong, but my God is stronger. My circumstances are beyond my control, but God is strong enough to control them. Perhaps you prayed and complained to God. You've described your situation to God. Perhaps even bragged on God and prayed again. But you look out the window. The problem's still there. The situation is still there. The circumstance is still there. When you've done all that you can do, and God has still not yet changed the situation. Leave it in God's hand. And as you do, sing. You say, Brother Pusin, that's, that's not easy to do. You don't understand what I'm going through. I, I, the Bible says when the, when the children of Israel were captive in Babylon, the Babylonians said, sing us one of the songs of Israel. And they said, how can we sing the, songs, the Lord's song in a strange land? Actually, the question should have been, why can't you sing the song in a strange land? Of all places, you should be singing there. You see, our circumstances does not determine whether God deserves to be praised or not. Sing of him. Sing of his power. Sing of his mercy. Sing of his defense. Sing of his refuge. Sing of his strength. Again, it doesn't mean that we minimize our problem when we sing. What it means is that we magnify the one who can solve 
the problem. Who can change the situation. Who can win the victory in the battles. Are you going through a battle? A heartache? Sorrow? Disappointment? You keep looking out the window. And the situation is still there. You prayed and begged and bragged on God and prayed again. And you looked out the window. It's still there. It doesn't seem to be going away. I don't know what it is that's outside the window of your life. But may I invite us tonight to do what David did. Once in a while, just stop looking out the window and look up and sing. Psalm 59, verse 14, in that evening, let them return and let them make a noise like a dog and go around about the city. Let them wander up and down for meat and grudge if they be not satisfied. I prayed and I begged, but it's still there, all right? I'll let them be there. But I will sing of thy power. Yeah, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning. For thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. Unto thee, O my strength, will I sing. For God is my defense and the God of my mercy. Three times David said, let them. And three times David said, I will sing. You see, sometime during the night, as those men were waiting outside David's house for the opportunity to capture David. I imagine in my mind that they heard an instrument playing. They said, what's that? Sound like a stringed instrument. Where it's coming from? It's coming from David's house. They heard an instrument playing and someone Singing in the house. Let them. Let them. Let them. But I. Will sing. It's one thing to sing. When all. Is well. What glorifies God more. Is when he hears us singing. When nothing. Seems. To be going right. Acts 16, 22. And the multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Perhaps it's midnight for some of us here. The question for us is this. Will God 
hear you say. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.